This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. We love the Pays team here. They will be back on Sunday and they will be talking in real time when they're here on Sunday. I think perhaps our computer's having a New Year's Day lie-in. Anyone else? No, you made the right choice by coming this morning. It's so good to see you. I want to say good morning. I want to say happy new year. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, 2023 looks good on you. And then say to them, then you would say, are you ready for what God has in store for you this year? Yes, no, maybe. I hope that our time together this morning, I hope as we unpack the scriptures together this morning, I hope it will prepare you a little bit more for what God has in store for you this year. Today we, it is the final part of our Christmas series. You might already have put the tree up in the loft and like Christmas cards in recycling. You might be done with Christmas, but today is the last day of our Christmas series here at Life Church. And throughout this uh, Christmas series, we have been studying the Christmas story according to Luke. We've been studying the Christmas story through the eyes of the Gospel of Luke. And so we began hearing about Zechariah and what happened when heaven intervened in his story. And then, and, and what what it might look like when heaven intervenes in our story. And then we looked at the life of Mary and her remarkable response to God, her remarkable response of trust in God when the angel's announcement turned everything upside down. And then, do you remember we were joined by the coolest and the cutest shepherds, angels, wise men? Do you remember just a few weeks ago, Life Kids? You were amazing. And we heard that, that Jesus is the light that he's the light of Christmas, that he's the light in the darkness, that he's the light of all. Last week, we heard about these two, these two older characters in the Christmas story, Simeon and Anna, who approached the baby Jesus with faith-filled expectation, with joyful gratitude. And today, we're going to have a look at just one verse from the Gospel of Luke at the end of chapter 2. And it's, it's one verse that kind of joins the timeline up between two moments in Jesus's life. It's Luke 2 verse 52 and it joins the the timeline up between the moment when Jesus is 12, he's at the temple, his parents lose him. Not a good day as a parent. You can have a look at that towards the end of Luke chapter 2. And then and then Jesus at about age 30 when he begins his public ministry and when he enters the scene and he's baptized by his cousin John. And this little verse in chapter 2 verse 52, these few words join the timeline up between those two things. They kind of, they spread the, oh my brain's not going to do that maths this morning, 18 years between 12 and 30. Have I got that right, kids? Yes, brilliant. They spread the 18 years between Jesus age 12 and Jesus age 30. And this is what it says. Are you ready? Come on. It says, Jesus grew. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. And this morning, as we begin 2023, I want us to reflect on two things 
that we can learn from these few words about God and about ourselves. And so this verse begins with the incredible words, Jesus grew. Now let's just pause and reflect on that a moment. Jesus grew. But why did Jesus have to grow? Because he's God himself. Scripture tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and yet Jesus grew. Why is that? Why did Jesus grow? Why did he have to grow? Why did he need to grow? Well, it's because he fully submitted himself to the human experience. That he fully submitted himself to being human. That, that somehow he still fully maintained his godness, that he was still fully divine, that he was still fully human, and yet somehow still fully human. That he was God and human in the flesh. I don't know about you, but that boggles my mind. And it's because of that that Jesus grew that he chose to submit himself to the human experience. And I think that's the first thing that we can learn about God and ourselves from these few words at the end of chapter two of Luke's gospel is that God was one of us. That God was one of us. Does anyone remember the song? What if God was one of us? It's quite a low song. Should have pitched it a bit higher. Just a stranger on the bus. I think it's a generational thing, isn't it? Google it. Kids, Google it when you get home. But indeed he was. He wasn't on the bus because he was born in a different era of history. He was maybe on the donkey or the camel or walking with his feet. It doesn't quite rhyme as well as bus with us. But God was indeed one of us. That he came to live amongst us. That he came to be one of us. I don't ever want us to lose sight of how incredible that is. I don't ever want that to become normal to us, that God was indeed one of us. The Gospel of John in the Message Translation puts it like this, that the Word, Jesus, became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood, that God was one of us. And so he had to grow. He was human and this verse lays out four different areas in which Jesus grew in wisdom, intellectually, in stature, physically, in favour with God, spiritually, and favour with all the people, relationally. And for me, when I read these, just these few verses, I'm thinking about these different areas of our life. It really emphasises to me that he really was one of us. That he wasn't just kind of a spiritual being beamed down from heaven, but he had a body to look after, like us. That, that he had a relationship with God that he nurtured in the early hours when he went off on his own to pray. You know, a relationship with God that was expressed as he hung on the cross and said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That he had a mind to stretch and to guard to memorize scripture, to, to wrestle with understanding. That like you and me, he had relationships with siblings, with parents, 
with people he worked with, people he went to school with, you know, the relationships that are both meaningful and messy and everything in between, that he really was one of us. You know, when I read, when I read just these few verses, Jesus grew in, in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and with all the people. I'm reminded that God cares about my whole person. That God cares about every part of who I, who I am. That he doesn't kind of box me off into different bits and I'm just interested in, in your prayer life. But he's interested in every part of who I am. Not just the bits that I think of as spiritual. The things I might want to put in a box called spiritual. But he cares about my body and he cares about my mind and he cares about my relationships. And he cares about yours too. I want you to hear that at the beginning of 2023. You know, I'm reminded that I'm not meant to confine God to certain areas of my life. That I'm not meant to box him into, you know, a box called spiritual. That, that that's what God is interested in. That's, that's where God gets to be involved in, in the spiritual things of my life. The things I think of. As spiritual, you know, I'm not meant to devote myself to prayer, but neglect my body. No, it's not enough to study my Bible, but hold anger towards other people. I can't just put God in a box of what I think of as spiritual, because Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, in favour with God and with all the people. He cares about my whole being. It all matters. I can't put God in a box called Sundays. I can't put God in a box called Sundays and then all the other six days of the week not think about God or listen to God or spend time with God or involve God until I get to my next Sunday and I open the box again. And when I look at these words in this verse, I'm reminded that we can't put God in a box. Because any box that you put God in, he will burst out of. God cannot be contained. He cannot be boxed into one day in the week or one area in our life. And the Christmas story tells us that. The Christmas story tells us that you cannot put God in a box. See, in the Christmas story, the king of the universe becomes a baby. The king of the universe becomes a baby. He burst out of the box. That's not what was expected. You know, the Easter story tells us that we cannot put God in a box. He walks out of the box called the tomb three days after he was crucified because you cannot put God in a box. He cannot be contained. And so as we go into 2023, let's not confine God to one area of our life, one time slot of our week. Because Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, in favor with God and with all the people. And he cares about every area of our lives. And my prayer is that we would never become complacent with the incredible truth that God truly was one of us. That at great cost, he came to live amongst us. Now the second thing I want us to reflect on this morning, the second thing that I think we see within in these, just these few words, this little verse nestled between Jesus at age 12 and Jesus at age 30, is that change is a possibility because it is a partnership. 
Change is a possibility because it's a partnership. It's easy at this time of year to start thinking about all the things that you want to change. Maybe you've, maybe you've started to think about some New Year's resolutions. Maybe you don't like that word. Maybe you've written a whole big list of all the hundreds of things that are going to be different this year. Maybe you think, no point in trying because it's always the same. I get to the third week in January and nothing has changed. I want us to know this morning, however you are approaching the new year and, and a fresh start and an opportunity for change, I want us to know this morning that change is a possibility. That change is a possibility. And we know this because Jesus grew. We know that change is possible because Jesus grew because he was fully human and humans are created to grow. That is how God created us. Humans are created to grow. And last year, it's weird to say last year, isn't it, when it was yesterday. Last year, in the life of our church, we had a number of babies born, which is wonderful, isn't it? We just love, celebrate. we're a family, and in family, babies come, and then we all get a little bit older. But it's wonderful, isn't it, when, when babies are born, and, and they've had nine months of growing in their mother's womb, and they go from a, a, an egg that is too small to visibly see to... This little pudgy, squidgy bundle of potential that's born, that, that bursts onto the scene, that brings joy and, and sleepless nights to its parents, and all its little organs fully formed and, and ready, just this tiny human, and they've done that in nine months. That is amazing, isn't it? From not even visible to the eye to, that's a human. That is a tiny human in nine months because humans are made to grow. That's how God made us. Think about the next nine months of a baby's life. From when they're born to about nine months old, babies grow. You know, they learn so many things. Have you ever looked at and kind of watched a baby grow and, and thought about all the things that they're learning. Like the speed of learning in a baby is immense. You know, they learn to drink milk. They learn the difference between day and night, if you're lucky. They learn, they learn to make sounds. They learn to recognize different colors. They learn to sit up. They learn to crawl. They learn to roll over. They learn to respond to familiar people. They learn to clap. They learn to eat solid food. They grow to between double and triple their birth weight in those nine months. It's, that's an impressive amount of learning and growing in nine months, isn't it? And I'm sure there's lots of things that I've missed. And, and also, your child might have been able to do lots more things by the time they were nine months old. There, there's so much because humans are created by our Father God to grow. And so change is a possibility. I don't, I don't want to be double or triple my current weight in nine months' time, but I do want to grow. I do want to grow because that's how I am designed. So change is a possibility because it is a partnership. Because it's a partnership with God. And he's, at the beginning of 2023, he's, he's on the sidelines and he's cheering us on and he's inviting us to partner with him in change in our lives, to grow in these different areas of our lives so that we become more like him, so that we become healthy in every way, so that we reflect his image more clearly. 
You know, it's a possibility because it's a partnership with the God who designed us to grow, with the God who grew himself in all these areas and in partnership with his power and his presence, we can grow too. Change is a possibility because it's a partnership. You know, just think ahead. It's 12 months in the next year. Just think who we could be in nine months' time if we had just a little bit of the speed of growth and learning of those newborn babies. You know, this year, change is possible. We can, you can break that unhealthy habit that is damaging your body in partnership with God's power and his presence. Change is possible. You can, you can wrestle with that thing that just doesn't kind of seem to fit right when you think about faith or you think about the Bible and you can come to a place of more security and, and a stronger foundation in your faith as you grow in your mind. You know, that, that relationship with that friend or that family member that's been fractured, maybe for a very long time, there can be healing this year. There can be change this year in partnership with God. You can learn to hear God's voice more clearly. Anyone else want to hear God's voice and his, his leading and his guiding more clearly this year? You know, I believe God's got some new things for us this year. And the question is, are, are we in? Are we ready to partner with God on what he's got for us this year? I wonder if the band could come and join us. I believe that he wants us to grow as Jesus did so that we look more like he does. So that when we walk into our workplace or uh, the dining room table or that place where we play sport on a Tuesday night, that people see a little bit more of a clearer reflection of the God who made them and loved them and is calling them into relationship with him as he is us. See, change is possible. Maybe you feel like you just come round to the same, same spot. I just keep stumbling over the same thing and I, and I put all my effort in and I try and I try and it's just the same cycle and I can't break free of it. Well, in partnership with the God who created you and created the universe, the God who gives us his presence and his power, there can be change this year. Change is a possibility because it is a partnership. And as I've been reflecting on this new year for us as a church community, there's been a verse from, from the Old Testament, this ancient verse of prophecy that I feel God has just been reminding me of and, and wants to speak to us as we stand on the edge of 2023. And it's Isaiah 43, verse 19. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. God says, I am doing a new thing. See, I'm doing a new thing. Change is possible. Change is possible. He says, do you not perceive it? Do you see it? There's a new thing God wants to do in us and through us this year. And the question is, are we in? The invitation is there for us this morning to partner with God, to say yes to God on the new that he wants to do in our lives this year, individually and as a community. And on this New Year's Day, as we, as we stand at the brink of 2023, I want to give us together an opportunity to respond to that invitation. I'm doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? 
Do you see it? Are your eyes open? Is your heart ready? And this morning, as we take a few moments to respond to God and to respond to what we've heard, that God was indeed one of us. The change is a possibility because it's a partnership with him. I want to give us an opportunity to respond to him, to make a decision for this year. Maybe there are some things you've already decided. But I want to give us an opportunity to make a really important decision for this year, to say yes to God, to partner with God on the change that he wants to do in us, on the transformation that he wants to do in us at the start of this year. And so just in a moment... I'm going to invite those of us who want, to, who want to join me in saying, yes, I want to partner with God on the change, the new thing that he wants to do in me this year. I'm going to open my heart to him. I'm going to trust my life to him. I want to invite you in just a moment to stand with me and I'm going to pray. If you want to say yes, at the start of 2023, I am saying yes to the change that God wants to do in me. I'm saying, yes, I'm opening my eyes to perceive, to see the new thing that God wants to do. I'm opening my heart and trusting my life to him this year. If you want to join me in that decision and that that declaration at the beginning of 2023, I just want to invite you to stand where you are. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media 